previously on ImpTab Avatar. With the recent discovery that Amar Ukami has been brainwashed by Taya and the rest of the Dai Li, the tides had turned between our heroes and their enemies, and so they entered into a very interesting combat situation. Taya managed to escape to who knows where, while everybody else did their best to come to terms with what was going on with their ally Amar. But they eventually managed to calm him down to remind him of who he was before Taya had taken over his mind just barely. And so, with Amar back on their side, they managed to subdue the remaining two Dai Li guards, and the newly humbled Earth King Jaloon invited them to stay in his palace for the night to recuperate, and on the following day, to interrogate these Dai Li to learn whatever they could from them. So, after an evening of rest, overcoming some fatigue and conditions, they managed to get themselves back to a good place, so good that they got another advancement. And we had just left off with Judy, the secretary of Earth King Jaloon, approaching our heroes to tell them that the Dai Li were ready for interrogation. What are they going to learn from their new prisoners? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton, he of the smushed finger. McKenna Steele, the one of the previously smushed thumb. And Christian Randall, the detigious. Means I have all my digits. Ah, well, aren't you lucky? <laughs> Thankfully, Christian is proof that playing TTRPGs does not increase your chances of getting your nails smashed beneath <laughs> a barn door or whatever the case may be. Mine definitely was a barn. There was a barn involved. <laughs> but injured fingers aside, we can still play tonight and we can still record an awesome story for you guys. But before we get into this story, we have a little bit of housekeeping because we all advanced last time. Jetsun and Zaya both need a little bit of extra time to figure out what they wanted to do, but let's let our audience know what your advancements are. Let's start with Zaya. Yeah, I was kind of debating what I wanted to do. I decided, you know, my focus is really bad and I keep deciding to use my water bending. And if I keep <laughs> deciding to use that, my focus should be better. So, you know, Zaya's had a lot of practice in this past arc with using her water bending and trying to just work through her feelings about that. So I figured, you know what? At this point, it would make sense for her to take plus one to that instead of learning a new move. Yeah, we've seen a lot of instances of Zaya's insecurity with her waterbending, even right at the very beginning, that conversation she had with Shin Lai. And so now, after having had some time in the field proving that you can do stuff with it, I think that reflects some good growth on your part. Yeah, I think so too. And Jetsun, what is your advancement? I chose to take a move from another playbook. Otter penguins, unagi, and hot springs. Ah, unagi. Yes, this is from the Icon playbook, if I recall correctly. Yes, that is correct. And this essentially allows you, whenever you get to a new inhabited location, you can get some information about what's going on here. Maybe what do the people like to do? Who's the most famous person here? That kind of stuff. And for my fellow players, when we get this information, if any of us act on this information, 
we can clear one fatigue or mark growth. What? Yes, he basically chose a move that mechanizes taking a vacation. Yes. Nice. I've been saying basically for the last three or four episodes, as things have been getting more and more crazy and bossing, say that I need a beach episode. I need a hot springs <laughs> episode. And I know technically this all started because we did take a beach episode. And <laughs> we lost one of our friends, but we need another one. Maybe not the beach. <laughs> yeah, that's why hot springs is where I'm going to try and get us to go next. Yeah, I appreciate the energy, but here's my hang up like we all know the beach episode is an excuse for the audience to see their characters in a bathing suit but this is an audio medium (laughs) and also i don't think anybody wants to see jetsun in a bathing suit i'm not like king boomy i am just old and skinny except your back my back is just like (laughs) ropes of muscle i don't know you have been doing squats it's true that's true But yeah, if any of you want to see any of our characters in a bathing suit, you're just going to have to make the fan art yourself. Come on, the challenge is out there, guys. Yeah. The gauntlet has been thrown. Before we get to our beach episode, though, we have some Dai Li to interrogate. So you guys follow Judy and some of the other Bossing Say City guards. Not the Dai Li, just the regular guards. They lead you down into some of the prisons, not underneath Lake Lao Guy, just a regular old prison, <laughs> to where some of the Dai Li have been captured. These two individuals who you were fighting against yesterday. And we wrecked them. You did wreck them pretty bad. Loeb Sang, in particular, who kind of delivered the final blow, he isn't necessarily super happy about the fact that he really just destroyed these guys. <laughs> uh, but he's along the way, and he's been a little bit sedate hasn't been very talkative since then. But you guys enter into this prison cell where these two Dai Li have been tied up with chains. You know, they can't metal bend. Metal bending, what's that? That doesn't exist. (laughs) You enter into this room before them and the king is there on one side of a table. Judy is on the other side of the table. They've got these two Dai Li in their chairs kind of on the far side of the room. And King Jalun welcomes you into the room and offers you your own set of chairs. All right, I'd like to go forward and take a chair. And I'm going to kind of give a little wink over to Amar. And I'm going to hope he picks up what I'm laying down. And then I'm going to turn to the prisoners and I'm going to say, Oh, no, I'm so sorry you've been put in this position. I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds, your highness. But shouldn't we take their handcuffs off? They're in no real danger to us here. Let's get them some tea. And I'm going to step right in and push him aside, absolutely picking up what he's putting down. And say, absolutely not. All right, you two. We know you've been up to some shenanigans. And so you'd better, you know, fess up because we already know. And things are going to heat up in here if you do not. And I'll bend a little fire out of my hands for intimidation. Oh, no. Uh, you better answer him. Uh, my friend can be very impatient. <laughs> oh, I, I just don't want you to get hurt is all. I would really like to plead with an NPC if possible. Yeah, go ahead and roll with Harmony. Any assistance from me? Because this is kind of a team effort. Let me think here. We could either go with assistance or I think we could have potentially Jetsun roll to plead with an NPC because they do kind of care what he thinks because he's trying to get the angry firebender off their back. And we could additionally have Amar roll to intimidate. Then you could potentially get two different results off of this. Cool. Let's do it. All right. To plead with an NPC, I rolled an 11. Ooh, perfect. On a 10 plus, they act now and do their best until the situation changes. To intimidate. That is your passion. 
That is an eight. All right. On a hit, they choose one of the following options. They either run to escape or get back up. They back down but keep watch. They give in with a few stipulations or they attack you but off balance and I mark a condition on them. There is only one of these that they can do right now because they are chained to a chair. So they're going to give in with a few stipulations. And that stipulation is these two Daili look at you terrified with the fire burning out of your hands. And one of them says, okay, fine, we'll talk, but we'll talk to the nice guy. <laughs> All right, fine. I will smolder over here for a bit, but you'd better not hide anything or else. And I'll go and sit in the corner fuming. All right. Literally. Zaya, will you, these poor men have been through so much. Can you do anything to ease their pains? <sighs> yeah, I guess I could take a look. <laughs> so excited. I'll walk up to the first one, and uh, I can't refresh, technically. So I'm trying to remember. I believe that there is a way that you can use combat techniques outside of combat. I just need to real quick look in the book and see if I can find that. Go for it. Take a look. It's in, it's a, in book. a book. Reading rainbow. Admittedly, I'm sure like in the heat of the moment of battle, you know, you're trying to get things, but outside of battle, you have more time to really focus on making something happen. So it makes sense that you'd be able to use some of these moves outside of battle. So I can't find the exact place, but I seem to remember reading somewhere. It may have been on the Avatar Legends subreddit that if you want to use a combat technique outside of combat, you can potentially just trigger that using a skills and training role. Okay. That makes sense to me. I'll keep looking for that answer after we finish this. But for now, to keep things going, let's go with that. If you want to use refresh, you potentially try and roll skills and training to do it. Yeah, let's just go ahead and do that um, and just do skills and training, which, ba bam, I just improved. Indeed. Roll with focus. Seven. Okay, that is a partial success. Now, the effects of refresh. You apply water to reinvigorate and close wounds on a willing target. You mark fatigue to heal an ally in reach, clear an appropriate status from them, and clear three fatigue or two conditions. Dang. This is going to be interesting as well because these two individuals technically are a group. I'll say you could act on both of them to recover some of their fatigue as a unit, essentially, if you'd like. Okay. All right. So what does your healing technique look like as you go in to refresh these two individuals? So... I'll just kind of sit down, reach out my hands towards the both of them. If I could please see at least one of your hands in my hand, I'd appreciate it. And I promise I don't bite. I can't speak for Marmar, but you can either trust me or not trust me. The Daily looks at Marmar tentatively and with a hesitant reach uh, as far as his hand can get out of the chains, reaches it out towards you. All right, and I'll lightly grasp to where it's not like uncomfortable, but to where it feels secure. And then from my pouch along both of my arms, just what looks like a river just flows out so that I can get the both of them. At the same time, just flows down both of my arms and down their arms, kind of just makes their way around their body, scanning for where they need it makes a stop at a spot, continues its way, and it almost kind of looks like a meditation from the way I'm sitting. Yeah, so here's the most interesting thing. Obviously, they have a lot of physical instabilities in their muscles, in their joints, in their bones from the beating that they've taken. But what's most fascinating to you is when you reach the head of this man, you feel something that is not as strong as what you sensed when you tried to refresh Amar at the beginning of the campaign, but is similar. 
there's a spot of emptiness almost that is akin to what you felt in Amar. I'll go sit in front of him. Do you mind telling me about uh, growing up? What was that like for you? He looks at you kind of surprised, but given the fact that you have just healed him and given him some relief from his aching joints, he does respond kind of hesitantly, and he's like, Well, I grew up in the outskirts of the Earth Kingdom, a pretty small little mining village, and when I eventually made it to Bossing Say, I was hoping to improve things for my family, improve my station a little bit, and what better way to do that than to work for the Earth King himself, right? Do you remember anything specific about that? Well, I decided that I want to try and work my way up the ranks as much as I possibly could. You know, the better your position is within the military, then the more money you can send back home. And the Dai Li is the top of the ladder as far as that goes here in Bossing Say. So I worked at it and worked at it and eventually made my way here. Uh, it wasn't too long after that that Taya showed up and just kind of breezed past everybody really quickly. Interesting. If I if I may, Zaya, he sort of hit on something that I think we would like to dig a little deeper into. You see, our friend here has had a tenuous history with your companion, Taya. And I gesture over to Amar, smoldering in the corner. And I get really mad. I'm like, hey, <laughs> make him jump a little. Oh, he, he, he really wants me to get to the important stuff, so I'll move forward. Since you worked with her, I'm sure you heard information about where she might have other connections and other contacts outside of the city. You see, she's gotten herself into some real trouble and unfortunately dragged you nice boys in with her. Obviously, the more cooperative you are, the less hot the water will be. And I gesture over again to our firebender. I twist the ends of my mustache. Don't light the hair on fire, but light the wax on the ends on fire just a little bit. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And he cringes back in fear and says, Well, Taya never really talked much about her life before the Dai Li. She just talked about, you know, the glory of bossing Sei and making changes. And he pauses and kind of catches himself and looks over at Earth King Jaloon and sinks down like his head into his shoulders a little bit. And, you know, cleansing the system. At this, I kind of hang my head a little bit and I also glance over at the Earth King and I say, I understand how infectious that kind of thinking can be. And in part, she is right. We create systems to solve problems and that is good. In time, those systems can forget the people they were made for and cause more harm than good. And at that time, at least a reevaluation, if not a cleansing, is needed. But oh, I digress. I apologize. You'll have to forgive these old years. And as you say, I digress, Earth King Jaloon slams the table and says, Yes, you digress. Let's get to the point of this. You looked at me when you said that. I think there's something going on in that noggin of yours, and you need to just get it out. Your king is direct, and he is correct as well. What was your plan? We need to know her next step so that we can prevent her from causing any more harm. He looks over at the king kind of bashfully and says, Well, when Taya had been looking in the ancient records of the Dai Li underneath Lake Laogai, she found hidden in the very back of a shelf behind many other manuscripts a scroll that seemed to have not been read in quite a long time. One that seemed to be written in the hand of Avatar Kiyoshi herself, who initially instated the Dai Li. And every Dai Li has been instructed from the time they enter the organization to know that our purpose is to preserve Bossing Sei's cultural heritage and to keep us safe. But this scroll spoke of another purpose, the purpose of 
taking out the Earth King in the event that the office should ever become corrupted. Do you know where this scroll is? We would very much like to read it. Realizing that he doesn't really have much else to lose at this point because he's kind of spilled the major beans of this situation, he does relax a little bit and he says, well, I should say first of all that not everybody in the Dai Li was allied with Taya. There are a good number of the Dai Li who are completely unaware of all of her plans and all of her schemes and who are still completely loyal to the Earth King. It was just certain of us that she felt had the most potential in her words that she brought into her inner circle. And she, to my understanding, always kept this scroll on her person because she didn't want it to get into the hands of any of those uninitiated, as it were. Well, you will have to make sure to inform your king of those who can be trusted. Again, the more you comply with us, the more lenient I assume we can be. It's been a while since we've had a move. I feel like we're about ready for another one. Let's have you plead with an NPC once more. All right. Seems like these boys don't know as much as I wish they did. Is there anything I can do to make that better? Mm. Your friends can help you. Well, friends, I'd love some help. What'd you get? I got a six. Oof. Oof. That's helpable, at least. A six, we can bring that up. Yeah, one person helping could bring that up to a partial success. Um, I think it would make more sense for me to help. I'm really trying to just get more information about Taya, but it seems like these guys don't, like, they were close with her, but not... That close, yeah. I don't think Zaya would have gotten up. I think she would put her hand on the knee and say, It's okay. If it's her you're scared of, I promise you don't have to worry about it because you have us to protect you. And he does relax a little bit at that. That adds a plus one, uh, Zaya mark one fatigue, and that brings Jetsun's roll up to a partial success. And on a partial success, they need something more. Here's what that's going to look like. You ask him to be more forthcoming, essentially, and you notice he kind of squints his eyes and he's like, I know, I'm, I'm just trying to, trying to remember everything that she told us. And you see this look on his face that you have seen in a couple other people. Can I do the thing? Julie! <laughs> you would like to attempt to jog the memory of somebody who has been brainwashed by the Dai Li? That I would. All right. I need you to roll with Harmony. Oh boy, I am loving all these Harmony rolls. <laughs> That's a 13. Nice. Perfect. Yes, he has a spark of insight connecting his current situation with the past. So what do you say to him to help him jog his memory? So, Amar, have you told us about these flashes of light, these memory moments you've had? Yeah, I've definitely shared everything that I've remembered. Then in this moment, I'm going to think to Amar, I'm assuming the night that Lob Sang and I spent trying to get his memories back as well, I noticed similarities. So I'm going to kind of squint my eyes and say, Do you perhaps ever have fleeting thoughts or memories of a flashing light passing before your eyes? And his eyes snap open as you say that. And it looks like he's staring off into the middle distance for a moment. But then he kind of comes back to the moment and he says, Yes, Taya wasn't just manipulating the Earth King and the courts here. She was manipulating us as well. We, we thought that we were helping her, but she was removing our understanding of the help that we were giving her. She has methods to alter the mind. She came in out of nowhere and started doing these strange things to people. Everybody that spoke out against Earth King Jaloon, we had to get rid of them somehow, so we erased their minds and sent them down to Loon Cow. I may be completely wrong here, but I need to follow my instincts. 
that doesn't sound like the training of an earthbender. That sort of technique seems like it would come from perhaps the water tribes or perhaps an errant airbender, but did she ever reveal to you where this training came from? No, she wanted to keep it as secret as possible so that the techniques couldn't be used against us, but little did we know that they were being used against us the whole time by the one who started the whole thing. Well, if I may be so bold as to suggest to your highness... As recompense, perhaps these souls, along with the others, could work to rehabilitate and help those that they have wounded the minds of. But even in this moment, you you can't give us any sort of a lead, a hint, a whisper of where she may have retreated to. And I'll come up and I'll slam my hands down on the table and I say, and I want you to think very hard about your answer to that. He once again leaps up and he's frantically searching his memory, trying to think of anything. And he pauses and says, there was this waterbender who would show up every once in a while. He was a he was a big man, very damp all the time. <laughs> Do I remember this guy yet? With that mention, you think back to that flashback that you had a couple episodes ago, and it definitely strikes a bell. <laughs> okay, I know the guy. And if he's told us all of his memories, we would hopefully recognize that description as well. Indeed. Perhaps I wasn't so off the mark with this waterbending influence. Perhaps he's the one who taught her this method. Our friend here knows this waterbender, but he's a rough type, taking one too many hits to the head. Can't seem to remember things. <laughs> Do you recall the way this man dressed? Anything particular, whether he might have been from the Northern Water Tribe or the Southern Water Tribe, where we could possibly pursue him next? He definitely, most of the times I saw him, looked to be wearing vestments of the Northern Water Tribe. But the last time he showed up, uh, it was fairly recently, and we haven't seen him show up since then. He was wearing short pants and a strange button-up tunic with flower print on it and said he was <laughs> heading off to the south somewhere. The, su the Southern Water Tribe would not be a place to be wearing such vestments. I can tell you 100% for sure that is not where you would be going. As he, he said that he was getting too old for this crap and that he wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> and that he wanted to get out of the mobster life for a bit, go to somewhere secluded, somewhere where there was water, but people wouldn't really be looking for him. You don't think what the professor said. About what? The waterbenders in the swamp? I, I mean, we could take a look. That's a good place to start. I've been wanting to go there since he talked about it. I was really hoping to take a little bit of a break, but... Oh, he's not the only one getting too old. Okay. The swamp, dangerous place. Intriguing, though. And it is to the south. Well, you've been more help than you can know, my friend. May the Earth King have mercy on you. We really have no say over how these things go, and I apologize for having lied to you so boldly, but if it's your head he wants, he'll take it. Good day. <laughs> you go bad cop as well and go to stand next to Amar, fuming in the corner. This Dai Li man looks over at King Jaloon, who has been stroking his beard this entire time, and he says... It appears that Taya betrayed not only me, but even those who thought they were working for her. Perhaps some clemency can be offered to those of the Daili who were taken under this strange mind alteration process. 
I will send for Professor Guay, who is the head of psychology at Basense <laughs> University, and I will send him beneath Lake Lauga to research these mind-altering techniques and see what we can find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll kind of try and round up my crew and give the Earth King a knowing nod as I leave the room as well. As you all file out of this interrogation chamber in a blatant mix-up of a couple different sayings, King Jaloon turns to Judy and says, Judy, do the thing. And then the door closes behind you. Yes! I love it. <laughs> swamp. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm ready. Well, I don't want to dampen your spirits at all, but I feel a return to the library may be necessary before we head back out. No, that might be good. It is on the way. That is true. And as we all know, the uh, Misty Palms Oasis is on the way to everything, so <laughs> we'll probably have to make a stop there, too. If it's not too much trouble, I would really like to get out of this city. It hasn't been good for my sciatica. We can <laughs> head out immediately. Let's go. Vroom, vroom. All right, come on. And so you guys start heading on your way out of Bossing Say, back in the direction of the desert. Is there any other final stuff you want to do here in this large metropolitan city before you head out? I am so ready to get out of Bossing Say. <laughs> I do have a very quick errand I would like to run, but I don't think I'm going to say it out out loud. Ned, I will send you a text and we can talk about that later. All right. If Amar does need to disappear for a moment to go ahead and do his thing, I will definitely take whatever time I have available to me to peruse, browse, and bargain at any bookstores I can find. Indeed. I don't have the whole catalog of the library memorized, of course, but I'm relatively aware if there's something new that we don't have. Uh, so I'm going to look for any sort of new prints, things like that. Yeah, I'll say since you are a very skilled librarian, we can make that relying on your skills and training. That's a 10. All right. You always roll really good. It's because I charge my dice. <laughs> I always put the six facing up when I'm not rolling them. I should start doing that. <laughs> Indeed. So you are perusing some shops and you do find a couple valuable texts that you can bring back with you to the library for Wanchitong. Perfect. And I will utilize the extra money that I kind of swindled away from him on our first outing. <laughs> um, I'll just use that extra time to just kind of talk to people and play around in the streets with like if kids are playing games. I'll just have fun and hang out. All right. Um, Jetsun, you <laughs> you go your separate ways from Amar. Amar heads out, and then you head out. And uh, depending on how many bookshops you hit up, you might uh, awkwardly catch him slinking around a bookshop. <laughs> uh, I, um, so, <laughs> this is awkward. You, you, you do your shopping. I'll do mine, okay? Of course. I, it's very exciting to see you here. I brings this old heart some joy. I'm just gonna go to another <laughs> I'm just gonna go to another bookstore and be excited that he's excited about learning apparently. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So let's have Amar roll to let's say plead with an NPC Ooh. to see how well he does on his side goal here. Oh, I should take up the habit of charging my dice. <laughs> I got a five. Oh. Is there anything I can do for that? I don't think there is. No, because you're being secretive, so we cannot assist you. Nope. Ha ha ha. Serves me right. So here's what I will say. Among the various moves that I can make on a failure, I always have the opportunity to potentially inflict fatigue on you. So I'm going to say you find the opportunity that you're looking for, but it's in kind of a seedier part of town. And you need to, essentially, you need to shovel some manure from the streets <laughs> in order to pay for this thing that you're looking for. Ew. Okay, sure. 
I guess I'll go do that then. Yep, so you go following after the Komodo rhinos as they're carrying people <laughs> around through the city and make sure that everything is nice and pristine here in Bossing Say for a while. And in return, you are given what you set out to look for. There is no poop in Bossing Say. <laughs> Thanks to Amar. Amar, where did you go? I don't want to talk about it. My heavens. I really don't want to talk about it. I'm going to use a little airbending and just kind of like waft, <laughs> waft the smell away. <laughs> Let's get out of here. And you stay downwind. <laughs> you can ride on the back of the beetle. Okay. <laughs> So, you guys go heading out of Bossing Say. You make it out through the various rings and walls. You pass into the agrarian zone, looking out off into the distance. You can still see the damage that's been made to the rail car system at the place where you had your big kerfuffle. People out there repairing it. I would like to lean over and be like, Look what we did. That was so cool. And just like retell him the whole story about what happened and what, just as we're going. And I kind of share a glance and I look over at Loeb saying, and I'm like, oh, you're lucky you left when you did. And you eventually make it out of the agrarian zone. You get onto the ferry, taking you back towards the desert. And as you begin your ride out into the dunes, the sun beginning to creep down over the horizon, things cooling off as you go. Huli sits in her tea shop, watching the door every few minutes before closing up for the night. Oh. You stood her up. Oh no! I mean, we all did, but I'm mostly going to blame you. Absolutely. <laughs> A seeker of knowledge must put nothing before the search, <laughs> including themselves. Yeah, and Lob Sang is like, yeah, wasn't it Guru Lakima who said that you must let go of all earthly attachments? So he did. I'm glad your memory's coming back. Yeah, it's kind of a rough process, TBH. I was kind of blissful when I was ignorant, and now I got all these memories coming back to me, and let me tell you, it's pretty rough. Yes, uh, the uh, empty cup is sometimes the enviable one. Yeah, but you know, as soon as we get to the Misty Palms, I'm gonna get that cup full of cactus juice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be where Lope Sang's at right now. That's my boy. <laughs> so eventually you do make it to the Misty Palms Oasis just as the sun finishes going down over the horizon. People are starting to turn in for the night, but you see there are children who are still trying to get in the last few minutes of playing and running around before their parents call them in for the night. You see there are a few pairs of star-crossed lovers who are walking around underneath the stars themselves, you know, making eyes at each other and just being completely disgusting. <laughs> um, on the off chance, is Takushi there? Takushi? Uh, roll a luck check. Two. Uh, you get to <laughs> Lang Yin's shop, and she's like, oh no, honey, he got fired. Oh! <laughs> what? Oh! No. We did all we could to help him. We helped him. No. We made everything right. He brought the beans. Not Takushi. Some people just have really bad luck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I leave a letter with you, could you pass it on to the next mailman who comes through? Oh, certainly. What kind of letter are we talking about, Jetsun, you rascal, you? A personal one? And my cheeks kind of redden a bit. Oh, <laughs> I know the feeling, bud. Don't you worry, I promise I won't read it. And then turns to Zaya, I'm totally gonna read it. <laughs> you probably should. He had a really interesting experience in Bossing Say, a real steamy one. Steamy. 
steamy. Well. Steamy as tea, honey. (laughs) (laughs) That was very good. Thank you. I was really proud of myself. I'm going to give you the prepared status for that because I really enjoyed that. Nice. I'm so cool. I'm just the best. (laughs) I don't get good puns often. Amar's training is rubbing off. It is. So, yeah, anything you want to do here in Misty Palms before turning in for the night? I'm going to take a bath. Mm. Oh, dude, that would be so nice as a firebender because you can just, like, the thing I hate about baths is they always turn cold. Mm -hmm. You could keep that thing steaming for so long. Oh, yeah. I'd like to be a firebender now. Um, I would like to have some cactus juice with my good pal Lopsang. Yeah. Before she is able to get him to imbibe upon the favored fruit, I would like to make him run through just a few airbending practices in the Misty Palms because of its unique nature, being able to see airbending in that way. And then I'll say he's earned his cactus juice. Indeed. You get your cactus juice, uh, end up doing whatever you do. Amar, you go out and like do some squats to, you know, just keep yourself limber before you go for your bath. And when you make it to the bathhouse, you see Loeb Sang is already there. He's just laid back in one of the baths and he's got his <laughs> head just turned up towards the ceiling, his arms out the sides of the tub, just dangling towards the floor. Oh, Loeb Sang, you okay, man? He very slowly turns his head towards you, just this big grin on his face. And he just very casually lifts up the shaka to you and then lets his hand drop back down. Okay, man. You do you, dude. And I will uh, go and soak the stink away and the, you know, a lot of the fatigue of the last several days. It has been a rough time. We have been dragged through the mud. We have been shoveling dung. We have been beat up on the brink of death, brought back, and everything else. So I think a bath sounds great right now. And in this moment of kind of reflection and unwinding for Amar, would you like to roll having tried to prove that you are a different, better person through your actions? Yes, I would. Okay, so you're going to take a plus one for each yes to these questions. Did you make amends directly to a person you harmed? Yes. I'd say, you know, being a part of trying to get this stuff that we stole back, I'd say is making amends to my fellow knowledge seekers. Indeed. Question two, are you at center? Yes, I am. Good job. <laughs> and question three, did someone honestly thank you for your efforts or forgive you for your mistakes? What's the time period we're looking at here? We're probably looking at since about the last time you did this. And I will say, having gone back and edited some episodes recently, there was a lot of thank yous happening between you and Zaya as you were trying to make your way back up to Jetsoon. Cool. That's what I was kind of thinking. Okay, so yes. Sweet. So you're going to roll plus three. Nice. Come on, I've been charging my dice. All right, that's a ten. (gasps) Booyah. On a full success, you feel a spark of hope. You're making progress. And you can choose two of these options, or you can unlock the next connection balance track space. So here's the interesting thing with the Razor. Their balance is between connection and control, but their connection track is completely blocked off at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And this is how you unlock the connection track, is by using this move. So you have that as an option, or you can choose two of these options. Clear condition, mark growth, or shift your balance toward connection. Ooh, as much as I want to unlock that path, 
for right now, I'm going to mark growth because it carries over and I only have one space I need for another advancement. Oh, baby. Look at this. Yeah, so this will kind of reset me on that and it'll be good. Plus I'll get that extra boost. Yes. And you can choose the same option twice. Oh, really? Oh. So I could mark two growth? You could. I don't think I have any conditions left. And you are already at center and your connection track is closed, so you can't move toward connection. That's true. So I can only mark growth again. Ah, such a sacrifice. (laughs) Suffering from success. So hard. Boom. Look at that. Amar has gotten another advancement. Nice. You have any ideas which one you would like to choose? I do, actually. At this point, I feel like we are far enough along and Amar has recovered his memories of Fifi. Mm. And I would like to steal a move from the successor playbook, which allows you to become proficient in two areas. One is firebending that I already have. And I'm going to choose to regain my proficiency with technology. Yes, honey. Such a good move. Yeah. I love that. You lay here in this bath, just soaking yourself, soaking in everything that you've experienced. And you think back to the sand sailor that Takushi and Bari were using. You think back to all the times you said vroom, vroom out of nowhere. You think back to like this knowledge that you've had these memories removed from you. And you just start digging and digging and boom, you have this spark of realization and you reach over to your jumpsuit right next to the bath and pull out that little scrap of metal that has the character Fee on it. Fifi, I remember. Here we come, baby. Vroom, vroom. (laughs) I love it. And you all take a good, well-deserved night's rest here in the Misty Palms Oasis. Oh, yeah. And presumably start heading your way back to the library now? Absolutely. Um, I'll read a bit from some of my new books out loud. What are your books? Well, that's my question. Uh... Well, I mean... There's all kinds of new CD romance scrolls being released every day, and you know how Shin Lai loves those. I do know Shin Lai specifically likes those CD romance novels, so maybe I picked up one for her specifically. Like, the next one in the set of 18 that I know they always come out with. Oh my gosh. So you guys are entertained, presumably, on the way back to the library. Two lovers. <laughs> And as you make it back to the library itself, the familiar spires soaring up above the desert sands, you feel this sense of connection. You're back home. It's been so long since you've been here. And who's that at the front door? <gasps> it's Jongtao. I knew it. I'm gonna I knew it. I'm just going to jump off the beetle and I'm just going to start running and running. I'm going to give him a big old hug. Uh, he's a little stiff when you hug him, as he always is. But he's like, Hey, Zaya, how's it going? <laughs> you look so much better than you did. Uh, I'll say I feel a lot better. I don't know if you've ever had food poisoning before, but it was like I swallowed a hot mitten and it was bad. Ugh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it should be said you shouldn't eat food that's been sitting out on your windowsill. Okay, but... my, my parents traded me to a library. They never taught me not to eat bad food. <laughs> you know, well, maybe I'll pick up a parenting book while I'm out next time and bring that back for you to read. So you can learn, like, some basics. But I'm so happy to see you're feeling better. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of nice to have that break. I wouldn't have admitted it at the time, but it was helpful to just relax for a little bit. Yeah, you definitely work a little too hard. And he sees the others coming up behind you, and his eyes narrow as he sees Amar approaching, and you hear a very slow... (laughs) 
Whoa. You really need to calm down. What are you doing? I'm just protecting that which is mine. Listen, I'm flattered, but no. Oh, I was talking about the library and the contents therein. Oh, gosh. And he's blushing very profusely. Now, listen. Now, I already have a girlfriend and her name starts with T, okay? So you're going to have to get in line. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. Oh, pal. Oh, boy. Okay. Is this about Amar? Uh, I'm feeling really awkward about this conversation right now, so I'm going to ignore that question and I'm going to take a lunch break. And he just turns and starts goose-stepping his way into the library. <laughs> okay, bye. Good to see you. Bye. Good to see you too. Bye. <sighs> Man, I love this guy. Well, that takes care of that. Sweet. All right, everybody. Zhang Tao's gone. I got rid of him, so let's go inside. <laughs> you head into the lobby, and you see that Yung Tan is coming out to take over from Zhang Tao. And as he sees you, he says, oh, welcome back. Wang Tong has a visitor right now, but I don't think he would mind if you go and talk to him. I mean, I'm sure that he's going to be very excited to hear what you have to say. Who's his visitor? Ah, uh, I didn't catch his name, but he looks very important. Well, thank you. We'll head that way. And I'd like to shuffle, shuffle, click, shuffle, shuffle, click. But I'd like to have one hand on Loeb Sang's shoulder, kind of guiding him into the library again, just like we did all those years ago, and kind of leaning on him for support, guiding him towards the sanctum. I'll walk behind them, and I'm going to, like, adjust my very beat-up poncho (laughs) and, like, put it on how it's supposed to be and lean over to Amar. If I wear it like this, does it make me look important and I can have, like, a little meeting with Wan Chi Tong? I... I think you look great. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And you start heading towards the central rotunda where Wan Shitong resides. And as you're approaching, you notice he's walking towards the entrance, his head kind of turned back, and he's talking to somebody back in the rotunda. And he turns his head at the last moment and almost runs into you guys and says, Oh, it's good to see you back. I was just about to go and grab some tea for my friend. Uh, I told you a story that this man told me once, actually, the, the man who's told me the story of the empty cup. And he lowers his wing, and you see beyond him into the rotunda, and there is a man sitting in a chair with a bald head, a long mustache. He turns towards you, and Wan Tong says, uh, Jitsun, I believe you know Monk Gyatso of the Southern Air Temple. My staff clatters to the ground, and I take a little step backwards. And that is where we're going to pick up next time. <laughs> Yes. What is he doing here? <laughs> He's supposed to be at a temple. Aww. Oh, it's, it's good to be back, guys. <laughs> Welcome home, everybody. Oh, Man. no. And with that, the Bossing Say arc is finally put to rest, and we can finally take a heckin' breather. <laughs> that town oh. caused me so much anxiety. <sighs> there was so much going on. Red tape and red string. Yeah. Yeah, definitely of all of the places you could have gone, you stepped right into the most politically intense <laughs> one right off the beginning. <laughs> but at least that means for the rest of the campaign, it's hopefully not going to get that stressful again. Maybe. We'll <laughs> yeah, see. Different kind of stressful, I'm different, sure. Different kinds Ned says while knowing fully he's going to make it as stressful as possible. Fully that he's lying. <laughs> I mean, I am currently more stressed in this moment than I was in all the other episodes. Oh boy. And we're out of bossing say. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty calm. Well, yes, that makes sense. Well, we're going to have to see what secrets Jetsoon has that's making him so nervous to see Monkeyatso. But for now, thanks everybody for listening to ImpTab Avatar, and we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. 
If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as Loeb Sang was, just chilling out in that bath, <laughs> if you'd go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media, at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you'd like to talk to Christian about why he's so nervous about Mokiazzo <laughs> showing up, don't be afraid to reach out. Now, another way that you can get in touch with us, we have a Patreon account. Surprise, surprise. So if you want to get some bonus episodes where our characters from the Fate episodes do some little mini adventures, and if you want to get a hold of the obligatory talkback where all of us here talk about the behind the scenes of this awesome campaign that we're working on right now, you can go ahead and sign up on our Patreon. You get all of that bonus content at the lowest tier. Pretty good value, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, big time. Man, I've never plugged our Patreon before. This feels kind of weird to actually be saved. It's exciting. Feels good. <laughs> Much excite. Good Much stuff. Excite. Good stuff for us and good stuff for you who get to hear all of this awesome new bonus content. Hey, everybody. Future Ned here to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. What, what? First up, we've got James Walker. I heard that James makes playing D&D look so cool, even his kids' friends want to get in on it. Next up is Mackenzie Peterson, who is literally Evan's wife. And I told her when she signed up, you know, I'm just going to use this money to help pay for Evan's new mic, right? And she told me, sure, but now she gets stickers. And, you know, I can't really fault that logic. And finally, we've got McKenna Randall, who is totally, uh, absolutely, 100% not just McKenna Steele, cast member of Improv Tabletop, signing up for her own podcast's Patreon using her husband's surname. Definitely not. But either way, at least she's getting stickers out of it too, right? Right, whatever. And one other quick little note. This past week, we hit 20,000 downloads. Holy cow. It took us just under a year to hit the first 10,000. And now here we are hitting 20,000 in just about four and a half months after that. It's crazy the amount of growth we're seeing. We're so grateful to everybody who's helped us to reach this awesome milestone. And we're grateful to all of our Sticker Club patrons. We'll have more to shout out next week. But for now, on with the show. Now, let's do a round of plugs. Christian, would you like to take that this time? Yeah, absolutely. As always, we have our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, a 5e actual play, currently running through Tyranny of Dragons with some homebrew shenanigans, which are quite entertaining. And of course, our regular Fate episodes have a pretty hefty backlog of shows there. You can always check out a new adventure every month, little four episode arcs in a new world with new, increasingly zany adventures. <laughs> I'm not going to say they devolve into chaos, but plenty of them evolve into chaos, more and more so. <laughs> or they just frankly start in chaos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Reese davies once said he loves the word improvise because it gives a certain dignity to chaos. So... <laughs> What a guy. I like that. I, that. That's a good tagline for us. <laughs> Indeed. But thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton playing Amaru Kami. McKenna Steele playing Zaya. And Christian Randall playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. What is that man doing in my library? What are you doing in, in my, my library? Oh, you're, it is your swamp. <laughs>